This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Well, we've got a... Interesting, I would say, the very least Tuesday program out for you here is college football inches closer to that September 10th date in which we anticipate the power conferences playing. We also have building up to kickoff, which is a week and two days away right now. Storylines to look at leading up. So each day you can just take a storyline from a team and know that there will probably be 32 teams, but not each team deserves a storyline. Jacksonville, no offense, they don't deserve a storyline when we're talking. We only have a certain amount of days heading up to kickoff here. But between that, we also have one, as we've talked about this, almost in passing because so many other things have happened. We have two things in the NBA that are refreshing based on how things have been going really in the first round. Now, also in the second round, so they're straddling that line. But make no mistake, where we are right now with the NBA playoffs heading into the second round in the East, it could not come fast enough. And tonight's game, 8.30 Eastern, that tip tonight, has to be one of the most anticipated and should be one of the most watched Game 7s in the first round, maybe in history, if you really think about this, what we've seen with two star players, star scorers on display. Now, I've also seen and have played because there was some outrage, so I'll give you my dual recap here. We're going to knock two out in one segment, probably sometime this first hour. Madden is out and the new 2K21 golf game out. A lot of people upset. I upset a lot of gamers this morning. They're very easy to push. They're very easy to poke and prod. And they're upset at me. A lot of them came after me. So we'll tie that into the review as well. It's the second level. At the SportsMap Radio Network, we wear Boomer Naturals masks. Order now at BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code SportsMapRadio for 20% off. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios... Here's Aton Shander. You know, this could be it. As I sit here and speak with you at 12 minutes after our first hour, the only team I have left that's in true playoff contention mode right now, and I don't count the Philadelphia Phillies who are desperate to hang on to any hope that they could finish with that second wild card, but 
two big closeout scenarios tonight in the NHL. And I don't need Dennis Bernstein or any other mind in that game to know what's at stake here. A team that has dropped two straight for the first time since I can remember. And the sport itself. Now, this is the only difference, I think, where the NHL does match up more so with the NFL. I I don't know for you personally if this will hold up in Denver or in other areas, let's say, when your basketball team gets knocked out. But normally... Losing in, let's say, this second round here, in which the Philadelphia Flyers have their backs, butts, necks, everything to the elbows to the wall. Islanders have looked amazing. Here comes Vegas, been the heavy favorite their entire series against the Canucks. Look, both teams looking to close out tonight. and could definitely see that play out to where both teams play out. It's definitely a frustrating reality to anticipate. It truly is. And, again, you have to understand that it's not San Diego, and we'll go out to San Diego in the second hour and explore what's different and what's changed with that Padres baseball team. But it's not an area that has been taken away. It's not an area that has only a couple of teams, and they're never good, and now all of a sudden you got lucky. There are plenty of sports markets, NFL markets first and foremost, of course, that have secondary or tertiary teams, maybe even four, depending how big the city is, multiple teams in the same sport. But there are plenty of situations, and you can live like Atlanta, for example. You can live in Nashville and still recognize how that plays out in an even bigger city, let's say Atlanta. But the point being is... When you as a fan, and this is where I am right now, and I think a lot of people in both Vancouver and Philadelphia awaiting the inevitable, which is a smackdown from a team. Now, the difference, of course, Vegas comes in with the expectations by a slim but still expectations that they would roll through Vancouver. Meanwhile, this series between Philly and the Islanders was expected to be a little more. And, of course, locally, I need to go back and look at how much I wrote, how much I talked about, how much crow is going to have to be eaten as a result of praising Carter Hart and this young Flyers team. Meanwhile, great season for the Islanders that continues this special run that they're on. Vegas, definitely the crash course we all expected for them to be deep in and represent, pardon me, that Western Conference when it came down to it. But forget the specifics for just a second here. Forget that it's a second round, game five, two times over tonight in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Just when, you, when you're down to your last chip, when you're down to, I don't care if you're playing slots, if you're at the roulette table, or if your app that you're betting on, you're down to like 10 bucks, and you're thinking, maybe I can piece together a two or three team parlay without having to reinsert and deposit more money. But that's where I'm at right now. I I am exhausted as a sports fan. And tonight reminded me of that because I'm going to go into it. I'll actually be on locally for the first hour of the game. But, I mean, this is it. This is really it. I can't watch a baseball team limp their way to two or three games out of that second wild card in a 60-game season. It doesn't do enough for me. 
my football team is so banged up and so poorly managed coming into a crazy year that a left tackle who's got to be, what, 37 years old, it feels like, and Jason Peters is trying to squeeze more money out of the team because they re-signed him as a guard, and now both tackles are out. I'm dealing with a basketball team that I have to be reminded on a night like tonight where Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell have each dropped 50-plus points twice, two times over in this series. I have to be reminded that my basketball team isn't built anywhere close to what a successful scoring NBA team looks like. And I think the best thing that's happened to the NBA, at least in the Eastern Conference, at least on the East side, the number one thing that has happened is Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. And that, again, is a kick to my sternum because I watched my team here in Philadelphia mismanage everything, everything, including a brief stint via trade of Jimmy Butler here to Philly that only netted more frustration and more toxicity in the culture. So, yeah, I'm exhausted. And I almost want to just just put me out of my misery. Can the Flyers win three straight and knock off the Islanders in near-historic fashion? Probably. But are they? No. And I, I can't start that mentality of, well... Anything can happen. I I can't rest on that anymore. I've been beaten down here all summer when it comes to the two winter sports that were delayed. A baseball season that already, outside of a couple of teams, because you knew you were going to stand at the top, has been difficult to really get around. And the NFL, while I'll watch every single second of it, and I'll bitch and moan about everything that goes wrong, and I'll jump on the other end of it like, my goodness, this team's going to the Super Bowl, like every NFL fan does with any team. I don't know how many other teams go into this with preseason expectations of, well, it's you and another team that are just going to win this division between Philadelphia and Dallas, and then seeing injury after injury limit what that quarterback can do, what your quarterback can do. Dak Prescott isn't going through that. Dallas Cowboys look more and more like a safe odds-on favorite to walk away. Forget win, but walk away with the NFC East. I'm telling you, I'm just tired. Tired from watching teams that I root for get smacked down and then people that have left that team or people that have simply been selected, let's say, ahead of other guys or just built the proper way as opposed to the infuriatingly wrong way. It takes a toll on you as a fan. It does. You start to seek out other games. I can't wait to watch tonight's basketball game. I can't. I'll get to Jimmy Butler in 20 minutes, but I can't wait to see this game tonight between two young budding stars in the NBA. And it really is, it is as close to whatever superstar matchup that we've seen in years prior in the finals or conference finals. We just happen to have it here with two young kids in the first round. And it is staggering to see the difference in how other teams have chose to, let's say, built their squad, right? How other teams have built their squad versus taking scorers, taking guys that score first and do other stuff second, and working that. 
Doncic is another example. And yes, you can look at plenty of people who have come out. It's always going to be a crapshoot in the NBA. But this thing is just a gift. What we've got tonight is a gift. And hopefully, and this is what my challenge for me at least. I don't know how many people I have the fantasy draft here for this league at 8 o'clock Eastern. So this game will be on in the background. And I'm sure that I'll miss a pick maybe just looking up, watching something that Murray or Mitchell just amazingly is able to do, but that's worth it in the sense of we finally got, at least in the first round, we finally got this head-to-head matchup. It wasn't going to be Chris Paul and James Harden, and my goodness, what the hell happened last night with the Houston Rockets? It's just more disappointment. Again, at 104, they did their job defense. The Thunder are not going to score points. 104? Last night in the NBA was such a split, was such a dichotomous night in which you had another underperforming, underachieving effort by the Houston Rockets in a close-out scenario where that game was gift-wrapped. All they had to do was just hit shots. That's it. Oklahoma City was not keeping up. If they put up 110, 115, OKC doesn't get an extra six or eight points out of tempo. That was it. That was all they could muster. 104. And you barely, just barely cracked the century mark against a team that last time out shot themselves in the foot faster than Plexico Burris in a nightclub. Meanwhile, the game before that revives the East. I don't know what's going to happen with Toronto, but they were in a draw anyway last year to the point in which it was domination in ratings. It actually took a dip because of Toronto. If that's xenophobia here, if that's Kawhi Leonard isn't a sexy star, or if that's who the hell knows who Nick Nurse is, I don't know what it is, but it definitely had an impact when it came to ratings. Miami is the savior of the Eastern Conference. I'll explain that in 17 minutes, but tonight is a difficult challenge for me. And I don't know for other people, you can hit us up, 800-224-2004, at Shander Show, live on the stream, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. But in one regard, and, and again, this is what I'm dealing with as a fan. One regard, I'm watching the only true hope that I really had from the jump of a team going on and winning and doing something special. Back to the wall, most likely losing tonight against the Islanders, which is disappointing because that would be three straight losses to close out the series. But I can't put anything past, right now, a hockey team that can't shoot. They can't get any shots. They're not going to score. You're not going to win. All right? I get that. I also, fresh off of watching Jimmy Butler escape, you think it's bad with everybody just leaving mass exodus down in Jacksonville. That's what Butler was like here in Philadelphia. Dominate the Bucks, career high in the playoffs with 40, dominate single-handedly at times, take down Milwaukee. I have to set aside that my basketball team, different means to the same end, it doesn't matter if you root for the Sixers, if you root for the Magic, if you root for the Suns, if you root for the Kings, the Cavs, I don't, the Knicks, it doesn't matter. But we have to separate the fact that our teams are never going to be what tonight is. They're never going to have, at least not in the near future, going to have this level of excitement and theater 
in which you're actually going to see one of these teams advance and the storyline continues. Hopefully it's the Jazz's. I have a nice little series bet on Utah. But you'll see that. You'll see that move forward. All right, coming up, as mentioned, touch on this Jimmy Butler thing in 15 minutes. Second hour will hit out west. Our pal Judson Richards is going to join us in San Diego, 1240 Eastern. Fake news before that at 1212 Eastern. We'll do this leading up to kickoff. We'll take one storyline and focus on that coming into the NFL season. Today's going to be an easy one. Today we're going to knock the obvious one out. Although, maybe it's not as obvious as you think. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, 800-224-2004. It's the second level on SportsMap Radio. Listening to the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. Hi, Ron. It's been a while since we explored the angle and element of your mind that doesn't have to deal with Tony Jake or Aton. But I, I am curious, are you ready for the draft tonight? Have you mocked yourself out to where you're ready for the draft? Is Asman ready for the draft? Is Tony? Did either of these Tony, guys even mention it? Jeez. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we've all been talking about it. Talking about it behind our back, your backs, I guess just to say. Because, you know, we're trying to keep to the tradition of every sports league. We hate the commissioner. Good, good, good. So am I going to be booed? We, we will boo you. I do have a dilemma with the draft, though. Oh, jeez. Is this something that Tony or Jake brought up that no, now you're they, jumping on board? They, no, they have nothing to do with this. Um, my son has baseball practice tonight. Right. Okay. You mentioned this. A I couple, did. Like, like, this is a big problem for you. And, and his practice ends at 7 o'clock Central. Which, which is 8 o'clock Eastern. Which is when the draft begins. Yes. Now, the issue that I have is that the location of the field has terrible cell service. Okay. I know that I can I know that I can start early enough because it's slow moving. You know, like a, a, it'll take a while for it to download that I could probably get onto a page pretty quickly, right? Why so, don't you rank your first guys well, so that the draft, How do you do that? Do I have to do that online? I can't do that on my phone? That I don't know. I imagine you can do it on the ESPN Fantasy app. Maybe maybe I'll check that out during the show. I'll just uh, ignore you for a little bit and play. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? But that's my my fear right now. Because I figure I can get get done with the first pick since I'm early in the draft. Right. And then... You'll have enough time. I think I have enough time to get home. It's a 20-minute drive. You know, I'm, you know, pick two to pick 23. That's, that's, that's enough time, right? Yeah, I, I would definitely think that gives you enough time. That, yeah. That's, that's the move. Jake didn't think right so, there. but I, I think. So. Well, what does he know? He doesn't well, because know he thinks, you, you know, like the first with. round is, you know, that's the round that usually goes the fastest. Not, not true at all. The top running backs are going to go. But even still, for example, the fourth or fifth pick. You're going to have a decision to make because there are technically five or six running backs you can go with number one, right. and then and then you decide if in fact a quarterback or 
I doubt a quarterback, but maybe Mahomes, or a wide receiver goes first as far as in the first round ahead of you. I, I think that there's a lot more time being spent on the first round than Jake gives credit to. I, I think you'll be okay doing that, honestly. I think so, I just too. don't want to hear any excuses. Now, what was Tony and his thought going Tony, into tonight? Tony's all in. He, uh, he has a couple of alarms set. So he is he is ready to go. He's going to sleep during the day. Wake up. He's and be asleep jacked up right now. Good for him. More than likely asleep right now. Yeah. No. He is. You know. I reminded him. I said we don't want a situation to occur last time. I wish I could remember what his team looked like last time. Uh, the drafted team because he ended up having to cut a lot of players. Uh, the commissioner who was Mister Tubbs. Yes. Um, Pulled like pulled a few favors, or you know, did a few things to kind of help because his draft was abysmal, unbelievable. It was one of the worst things you could have ever possibly. I mean, it wasn't his fault except for the fact that he just had other plans and couldn't get and forgot about it and couldn't get around to it. Right, right, right. But I mean, you know, like his first two or three picks, that were all people like I I know for a fact one of them was already out with a knee injury. It's amazing. Like was already amazing. out for the season, and he drafted him. I like, can't. Somebody's going to do that. Somebody's going to draft somebody who's like opted out this year. Well, no. Who's going to get Fournette? I'm not touching Fournette. No, I'm not either. Maybe in like the 15th round if he's still available, knowing that somebody might pick him up and give him goal line yardage. But right. you know, no, that he's, no, no. That he's good. That he's a, a Jerome Bettis type and going to get you two right. touchdowns a game on two yards. <laughs> that that would be enough in its own. And um, Asman is. Complaint free, as we know, going into oh, of course tonight. not. No, what was his problem? Well, first, he, well, his issue was that the draft order has already been set. What? Sh- when should it be set? I don't know. I don't. I ran. Hey, 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 don't shoot the messenger. I'm just relaying what other he people told are saying. Me he was okay with the lineup. Maybe now. Unbelievable. What else? What else does he have a problem with? I think that's it. Just the draft order, which he was okay with. Yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. Now, let me ask you these questions here to, to shift away from the madness and chaos that will be this draft tonight. And, and we do have to come back to this before we get out of here at some point in the program, most likely the second hour. What's more unbearable to you? Making brownies for an office party. You are dubbed the man at Sports Map Radio to make Brownies. Mr. Gowis said, all right, Culver, you're on the brownie duty. Making brownies for an office party and mistakenly using salt instead of sugar or sitting down in a full restaurant while the chair breaks underneath you as your butt hits the ground. Worst scenario for you. So wait, wait, one was making brownies and the other one sitting in a, in a flimsy plastic chair? Well, making brownies with salt instead of sugar. Okay. And now you have to sit there as everybody looks at you like, whoa, what's going on here? So what are the two scenarios? Brownies with salt or, right. or breaking a chair as you okay. sit down in front of a full well, restaurant. Well, because then you said that I had to sit there. So I thought that maybe that's where the chair played in. It was, I was confused. No, no, sorry. Um, I, I really, I mean, neither. You would be okay with either? I would. I would guess. I would say brownies. Brownies with salt, because that, that would ruin my day. Sitting in a flimsy chair and having a break. I've done that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm I'm over it already. Okay, okay. that's fair. Now, 
having to move once a month for an entire year. No, that's it. Your right arm suddenly nope. going completely numb and unusable <laughs> for a full month. You could do this job with one arm. I could do this job with one arm. Moving uh, uh, each month for an entire year? Uh-uh. I can't. St- I just helped my brother move this past weekend. And I, and I first thing I said to my wife is we're never moving again. Fair enough. I, I, as somebody who has moved m- way too many times, I yeah. totally understand that. I, you know, and I will say this. When you watch a TV show, like, you know, we all have that image of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in our head, right? With Will just kind of standing in an open room and there's a rug. Right. I, you know that that is BS. Because they're not showing all the miscellaneous crap that's left behind. Fair enough. I, you, you don't you get know, any of that. Because you know, I mean, whenever you see someone moving out, it's like perfectly right. clean house. That never right. happens. Zero. That's what you get watching those shows on HGTV with the production crew. Jimmy Butler saved the NBA next. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, 30 minutes from now, we'll introduce the big NFL theme of the day. They rotate as we get up to kickoff, which is a week and two days from now. Fans, constant conversation in college constant about what's going on in college football. I'll get to that coming up this segment. But as promised, last night was the Jimmy Butler show. And I'm watching this clearly with one eye on my own team that for some reason, reasons I know, of course, I just don't agree with, allowed Jimmy Butler to just walk, basically make that decision immediately upon Butler walking into the gym. But The Eastern Conference really needed that. It's not their fault, per se, but a team like the Philadelphia 76ers, if they did something special and advanced and knocked off the Celtics, they have some young kids that are definitely easy to cover and and make a big deal out of, not to blow them up like a Mitchell or Murray by any means, but they're unique and then they're individuals and Simmons tied to the Jenner stuff and not shooting a jump shot. Joel Embiid, who's just constantly a source of entertainment on and off the floor, but that fizzled immediately because the team stinks and they got swept out of the first round. Boston has Jason Tatum and some great players on their team, but they just don't have it right now. Tatum doesn't have that personality to carry, to carry a conference. Giannis, we need to stop making Giannis out to be something he's not. He's not Killer Kobe. He's not this deadly assassin. He's not that guy who's going to carry, at least with personality and who he is as a person. He's not going to carry the Eastern Conference. And I don't think that the Miami Heat right now, I'm not going to take the Heat at plus 450 to win the Eastern Conference, anything along those lines, and say that this is the Heat's year, but they definitely have the ability to knock off the Bucks. And we saw the Bucks come out in that first game against the Magic, and it was a warning sign. Yeah, you could easily cruise through Orlando four straight games, but how 
really, how much are you awake after that poking and prodding by the magic? Did you go back to sleep and just slowly stumble your way through that first round series only to take on Butler and the Heat? Or did something really change? It's hard to say the latter after another first round, pardon me, first game loss in the second round. There really, since LeBron left, there really hasn't been anybody out. And Kawhi was a nice little Band-Aid, really. I mean, what happened with LeBron James leaving is on full display this year, this offseason, into this regular season, and now into the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard leaving the Eastern Conference, going to the West, was a clear-cut reminder Because the real thing was when LeBron left. But Kawhi leaving was a clear-cut reminder that the conference was really devoid of that star power that's going to carry a team, not on the court, but to have that personality off the floor as well. And Jimmy Butler's the only guy right now. It's no knock on Victor Oladipo, Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon. It's no knock on the Pacers, man. It really isn't. But what it is, is it's a statement that Toronto was doing it without anybody remotely close to that level of carry. I love Kyle Lowry, a local kid from Villanova. But no, it it wasn't the Toronto Raptors, despite the special season that they put together. Giannis was thrust into this, but he's still that nice young, he comes across still, as that nice young kid who's still growing into his role as one of the top players in the NBA. Jimmy Butler, on the other hand, is that perfect example. He's a throwback. Jimmy Butler is a throwback player in this modern NBA, has the skill set of anybody in the modern state of this game, but has that mentality, that killer mentality. That Jordan mentality, that Kobe mentality, that LeBron now mentality that people thought for years he would never have. The only difference is that Butler doesn't have a ring. You can still have that mentality in you and it not transfer over to, well, he's not the best player in the NBA. He's not a top five player in the NBA. So if guys like James Harden are going to struggle each and every year to make it to the finals and win something, it would stand to reason that Jimmy would as well unless you had him on the right team, the right situation. But Butler alone brought back legit interest, to, and it just breathed life now into the Eastern Conference. It's no real knock on Boston so much as they're just victim of who they're playing. They're just victim right now of the series against a team that not a lot of people are racing to the television set to lock in for an entire game against the Raptors. They're really not. And I don't know what the specific reason is, but it doesn't matter at this point because I'm not trying to fix or figure that thing out. It's more just a statement of the obvious, which is Boston and Jason Tatum are not going to carry the conference like we've seen LeBron and others, if you want to look at it beforehand. And look, Allen Iverson was another one. Didn't win anything. But had the the swagger, had the personality, had the talent to make a statement in the postseason and carry a team or carry a down year. This is a down year in the East. When it comes to raw star power, it's a down year in the East of guys who will transfer over. 
It might just be simply getting Kevin Durant back healthy and seeing how that plays out next year in Brooklyn. The combination of Brooklyn, the combination of that Nets team expecting to be much better with Kyrie back as well. And, oh, by the way, Durant leading the charge. I'll concede that it's most likely going to be for this year where you'll at least have Kevin Durant back. I just don't know how that's going to play out. Nobody does. We can expect, we can anticipate, but we truly don't. It was amazing. It was fascinating. It was awesome television. What the NBA does best, put their stars on display, and then you add the personality of Jimmy Butler, who is just an agitator. He's an annoying guy out there. In your face, talking nonstop. The energy is just nonstop. Frustrated as all hell when he misses a shot, getting in anybody's face that's close to him. But you can see it's infectious. You can see that it becomes something that spreads throughout his teammates when Butler is having himself a night like we did and saw last night. And we haven't had that. Even that first-round series, you just didn't get enough of it. Butler gets hurt. That whole matchup between Warren and Butler fizzled out because the Pacers fizzled out. Nets and Magic are garbage this year, so you don't count anything in that lines. And look, the Bucks lost that first game, but even still, it was far from must-watch television. They were on early in the day on purpose. You think the Bucks are going to get a primetime matchup in the first round? Blazers, Lakers, people would watch. And don't try and sell me, well, your West Coast games, get, but they're playing in the same area. They're playing in the same damn gym. They're playing in the bubble in Orlando. The Bucks are not the draw. Right now, when it comes to a draw in the Eastern Conference, and man, just think about what would happen if, in fact, the Heat knock off the Bucks. That's a realistic conversation. They had success against Milwaukee all year. All year. I honestly believe that if you get that scenario play out, the love affair that the media will have, how high of an elevation you'll see Jimmy Butler rise when it comes to the love and support that he's going to get about being this star. Maybe it's Butler's turn and all this. Forget about leaving Philly and all that. The Sixers are an afterthought, rightfully so. As are the Wolves as well. Afterthought, rightfully so. Individually, it's, it's an amazing testament for a guy who just refuses to accept losing, and you can tell that about him. So for all of the fans of professional sports that say, well, you know, athletes don't even care anymore. They're making so much money. Why should I care? Why should I pay money on a cable network if these guys can't even put effort into their games anymore? They don't even care when they lose. Well, Jimmy Butler, you can pretty much feel that come out across the television. You could feel it. Now, this just, speaking of coming across, this just came across my wire, and I admittedly do not know, and shame on me, if it was played earlier on the network today with either Tony or Jake. So I'll defer to you, Ron, and I have the video if need be, but has the Bill Belichick Subway commercial been played on our air yet? No, what's that? Uh-huh. Well, we're going to have to dive a little deeper into this. Link has been sent. I'll defer to you. You can do and work your magic, and we'll see if it's radio ready. 
maybe get, before we get out of here, second hour, I'll, I'll leave it all up to you, whatever, whatever you want. I'll have to take a look at it. I've also seen the longer video of the kite, and this girl was up for a while. This three-year-old kite girl? Yeah. She, the, I don't know if you've seen the 41-second video that's been posted, but this girl, like, this is now on the level of uncomfortable than uh, I was watching with that grease rescue out in the middle of the ocean. Like, she was up for a good 40 seconds, man, flying around. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not a pretty picture. I got to stop watching these videos, man. Seriously. I got to stop watching them. Yeah, what but they're, they're, they're mesmerizing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mentioned the back and forth with college football and their fight to have fans in the stands. So let's start with Iowa State. I I don't hate what Iowa State is doing. They say they'll welcome 25,000 fans for their opener September 12th. Now, they're going to have social distancing, mask requirements, and all of the basic COVID protocol in place. All of the mitigation strategies, as they call it, will be implemented. But according to the Des Moines Register, if fans don't follow the rules adequately enough, that's it. No second chance. No do-over. No, hey, you know, I, I should have studied for the exam. Can I? No makeup tests. Nothing like that. If the kids don't follow the protocol, there will be no second chance and all remaining home games will be played sans fans. If the plans are followed, then season ticket holders will be welcomed beginning October 3rd, and that's when Oklahoma comes to town. So you'd know that's going to be a big one. So this does beg the question, and I started with Iowa State for a reason here. It's not like other areas that have decided, well, fans can be at the stadium, but not students like at Miami. I mean, this is all crazy how you look at things individually. But let's just look at Iowa State for a second. You've got the following month, really, a couple of weeks down the line, you've got where it would be expected, October 3rd, Oklahoma. Do you think, do you honestly think that they will go through with this and pull people's ability to go to the stadium if, now, if nobody's wearing a mask and people are on top of each other and it looks like 3 a.m. at a frat party, that's one thing. But if you can pick and choose throughout a picture, let's say, where it looks like, you know, maybe 25, 30% of the people just aren't giving a damn at all about anything, do you really think that they will pull tickets and pull people from the stands? Or is this meant to be even more stern of a warning? If you don't listen, I'm going to pull this car over and we're going to turn right around. Uh, We're going on a vacation in which the person saying that is thrilled and excited. The car is packed. You're there for, you know, eight more hours in the car. You start to realize that that's probably not going to happen. I wonder if Iowa State has backed themselves into this corner where it was really just an empty threat and they're going to progress anyway. At Shander Show is how you get us on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. Ron Culver, two ends on Twitter as well. It's the second level on SportsMap Radio.
scratching beneath the surface. It's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Uh, we have a busy second hour. We'll look at the biggest NFL storylines heading into the season, one by one. Also, what's going on in Miami? Not with the Dolphins, but the University of Fans at the games, but not students. This thing is just going to be handled individually, different across the board here. And as we wait, everything coming out, even Notre Dame. 15,000 tickets will be sold with students getting first priority to grab season tickets. Normal attendance for Notre Dame home games, 78,000. Faculty and staff are next in line after students. And then at that point, tickets won't be available to the general public or regular season ticket holders. So even when you look at who or what is allowed as far as an entity is allowed at stadiums, it changes over and over again. It changes depending on if you are at Notre Dame, if you were at Miami, if you were at Iowa State. For example, this whole thing is a mess. It's a it's a fun, chaotic mess, but it's it's still a mess. <laughs> At Shander Show, it's the second level. Back, second hour. We'll try and track down that Belichick Subway commercial as well on the second level. This is a Gao Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. The second level. On the SportsMap Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander. Yo, the schedules have been released. Big 12, I'm looking at that. The ACC as well. SEC. It's here. Friday, October 9th. Friday, September 11th. Well, that doesn't make sense. Yes, as far as leading into the first really couple weeks of each month. Right away on Friday, September 11th. We have SMU at TCU, and then that weekend opens up in the Big 12 with some pretty big games. Everything is in conference, we know, and that is actually going to lend to a lot of amazing football games early on where we normally would not see. It's not everything being bad and brutal as a result of COVID. Some things like scheduling, for example, could favor it. And looking at the ACC, Thursday, September 10th, we know things will kick off UAB at Miami. Now, speaking of Miami, they will allow fans but not students at games. Hurricanes announced fans will be allowed inside the season's first two hurricane games, but students will not be. There was a long, lengthy statement by the school, as disappointing as this is to all of us, especially the students. This is the prudent course of action at the time. So basically what they're telling you, and this is what I love, because we just had Iowa State come out with a similar situation, and they handled it a little different, right? Just look at it like parents. 
two sets of parents here. Iowa State came out and said, all right, we, we kind of trust you, but know that if you break the rules here, that's it. Like, if you break the rules and don't eat your vegetables after we give you a slice of cake, you're never going to have a slice of cake first. You're never going to have dessert first. It's never going to happen again. Miami's like, now nah, we, we don't even have dessert in the house. We're not even going to show you or even tell you anything about ice cream, cake, nothing like All we have in the house is Brussels sprouts. So if you want to eat, you're going to have to eat Brussels sprouts. I mean, it's ridiculous, the different protocols, but here we are in such a bizarre scene. Second hour, we'll go out to San Diego in 35 minutes. It's the second level on SportsMap Radio. At the SportsMap Radio Network, we wear Boomer Naturals masks. Order now at BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code SportsMapRadio for 20% off. Issues. It's the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander. So I was thinking about this as we put that tweet out yesterday about the number one storyline outside of your own personal interest in your team heading into the NFL season. So we just opened up the conversation with you on Monday. And as you can imagine, not the overwhelming majority, but what seemed to be a decent-sized majority centered around Tom Brady. Now, for me personally, and, and again, this is we even threw it at John McMullen. It's, it's not COVID so much about, well, how will the season go? And spare me how much the ratings will be impacted by any commitment to push for more awareness of social injustice around this country. The NFL ratings didn't suffer in the slightest. For like two weeks, they were down from what they were a year ago because a year ago they were above max capacity. The easiest analogy to show you, it it had nothing to do with an election. It had nothing to do with kneeling at Kaepernick, inflammatory comments made by soon-to-be president, nothing like that. had zero to do with it. It was just, imagine this, you're in a room, and you see on that back sign of the room, max capacity 100, and you have 120 people in that room, and then 20 people leave. You'll notice 20 people leaving, but you're still at max capacity. You were just over max And that's what happened with the NFL. It was so popular at one point that nothing else was even coming close. And then all of a sudden it took like two, three weeks of a dip and people were panicking. You had these think pieces coming out. Minds were exploding. Oh, you see, this is why you don't protest or anything like that. And then we saw, well, it really didn't matter because the National Football League dominated network television one, two, three, Sunday, Thursday, Monday. Back then it was Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Now it's Sunday, Thursday, Monday. It's, It's ridiculous. Nobody watches more football than us. And nobody watches anything more collectively than the National Football League when it comes to primetime network television. It's just data comes out every single year. So from that standpoint, it was more about football. And it was more about where you are. And I can separate my own fandom here with the Philadelphia Eagles and look at some of the main storylines 
that jump out at me in the National Football League. And I have to say, as much as the obvious one might be for you, Tom Brady, it's not for me. And I'll start Tuesday, today, nine days, if you can make it through today, before the kick, first one that we just probably one of the most anticipated kicks in NFL history as far as just that first game this season. No short, reduced season like MLB or anything along those lines. But, yeah, that, that would be it where I get Tom Brady and the Bucks, and people just want to see what Tampa can do. But the real storyline is, and it's a trickle-down effect here, the real storyline is the AFC East. I am just glued to what's going on with the AFC East. You have four teams right now that all share this, really, this collective reach of hitting around the NFL with both unique and storylines together that make up that division. And you start, of course, with the Patriots. Now, is that Subway commercial arable, in your opinion, Ron? The Bill Belichick sub, I know you're locked into your own mock draft and you're probably looking at like the sixth round right now. What happened? What's going on? Yeah. Can we play Uh, that Subway commercial? It's, I've listened to it twice. I have, and here's the issue. Here's what I did. I listened to it first and I still haven't watched it. I've seen it. You've seen it. But see, it's arable, but it's. Probably hard to follow unless you see it. Okay, so how about I describe it and then I mean, we you can air describe it. it and then we can air it. Okay, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do that. So let's do. We'll do that before fake news. How about that? All right, because okay. that's. I mean, that's my only issue because it's stereotypical Belichick. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who doesn't give up anything? And I, like I said, I haven't watched it. I'm just going off of what the. I wanted to see, like, okay, what what were the listeners? Kind of gauge from this. Okay, I'll give you a little play-by-play of it coming up in about four minutes. And we'll do that, then hit fake news. 1240 Judson Richards out west will join us in San Diego. But the number one storyline for me outside of my own team heading into the NFL, and we'll count down. I don't have a list or Mount Rushmore or anything like that. I'm just going off of feel each and every day, depending on what I honestly look at as something that'll jump out. And Brady could be tomorrow. Brady could be Wednesday. I don't know yet. But today, it starts with Belichick and Cam Newton. And if this thing works, how special of a season the Patriots will have, partly because Belichick, it seemed, was written off by a lot of people as far as maniacal, pushing Brady out. They tried their best, the Brady campaign, to smear everybody in the Patriots on Brady's way out. And, I, I, you know, they lose a couple of guys opting out. They've lost some other people due to free agency. So you start to wonder. You don't have top four or five wide receiver sets that are just waiting for Cam Newton either. This thing is not going to be easy. Yet, if they click and Josh McDaniels and Cam Newton click on offense and Bill Belichick is able to motivate and get the most out of Newton, who is now healthy and in a new environment, a winning environment, if this thing clicks, it's going to make so many people look really foolish about 
betting the Bills to win the division or taking the Dolphins to make the playoffs on top of the Bills winning the, the division and keeping the Patriots out. And I hate to look at it specifically from a Patriots-centric point of view, but the reality is, is that they are the team in this league. They were the team in this league with Brady. They continue to be this team in the league until this thing we thought would be broken up. But if you see a run right now to, I don't know, the AFC championship game, because Cam Newton is revived, healthy, motivated, has the right coaching around him, not necessarily the best talent, but we've seen them make it work in the past, especially if Newton is protected. It goes back to how many people counted this team out heading into the season. And I just don't get it because we would not do this with any other sport. With no other sport, this coach, the level of accomplishment that he's had. Yes, I understand that having Brady is a huge key to that cog there. But at no point would we just douse the hopes and the probability, really, behind a coach with this level of success and say, well, he lost Tom Brady, therefore they're not going to make the playoffs. Not going to make the playoffs. And the trickle-down effect of this is most likely I don't buy anything about Buffalo. Buffalo is a major paper champ waiting to be crumbled. I trust more about what Tua and Miami can do, make the playoffs as a wild card, than I would the Buffalo Bills at this point. I don't. That kid cannot throw past 10 yards consistently in Josh Allen. It's their undoing and will continue to be their undoing. They can add Stephon Diggs all they want, but the kid can't reach him 20, 30 yards down the field. The Bills love Sean McDermott, root for that squad as a former coordinator here in Philadelphia, but let's be fair, they have been in turn, as everybody jumped off the Patriots' bandwagon, they have now moved on to this ridiculous Bills bandwagon, which doesn't make any sense to me, and at no point would I even invest my time or money in anything pro-Buffalo this year. Not for me, and especially knowing that it would really just take a tweak by the McDaniels offense to maximize everything from Cam Newton. And then you have the Jets, who should not be as bad as they will be. And it has everything to do with how poorly the front office mismanaged everything from the coaching staff to how this guy in Adam Gaze should never have been hired in the first place. The Jets have more talent that should represent a better record, but are going to undo themselves and swallow themselves in the first couple weeks of the season. Le'Veon Bell... Clearly, you have a young quarterback who should be coming into his own in Darnold. And instead, you have constant chaos inside that building. Constant chaos with that team. And you're going to see it because it's in a big market. And the NFL, despite them being the Jets, the NFL is going to make sure that if there's chaos in a big market, people are going to read about it. People are going to follow it. The division itself is, is, has to be the most compelling. Doesn't mean it's the best. Now, mind you, doesn't mean it's the best. But I believe that it's the most compelling. Miami, we don't know what Miami is. It's a wild card. We don't know what Tua is yet. Wild card. 
could step in and make something happen for Miami without a doubt. It could be a disaster. We know the Jets will be a walking, living, breathing disaster. We know that their coach has absolutely no idea what he's doing. He just doesn't. He doesn't know how to relate with players. He doesn't know how to call games. He shouldn't be there. It's obvious that he's best served as a coordinator, not as a coach. Buffalo has to be one of the most, if not the most, overhyped, especially from a betting standpoint, teams in the league, in the entire league. And then, to cap it all off, you have what can be with the New England Patriots and Cam Newton. I can't wait. I'll be watching every single one of these games. Granted, there'll probably be a little money or maybe a fantasy player or two in this, but the AFC East has my undivided attention outside of my team that plays in the NFC East. And again, that's the whole exercise here. All right, so I'll give you a little play-by-play of what's going on. Bill Belichick is walking down the street. He runs into a guy who is holding what looks to be a box of, like, Wendy's, right? It's like one of these fast food boxes that you get, you know, like a four-for-four or five-for-five, and it's wrapped up in the box. And you'll hear, you know, like the judgment going on and Belichick calling him out. The guy looks up, shakes his head in disbelief, and you'll hear the audio, but agrees and tosses the box. At that point, Bill Belichick pulls out a pair of scissors, And you just see like a little bit of a snippet, right? Like a snip on the right, a snip on the left, and it zooms out. And this guy who runs into Belichick on the street, who's in a suit, mind you, his sleeves fall off, and he's left wearing the hoodie version of a suit. Now, does that add context to the commercial, Ron, after you you heard the audio? Yeah, because I still have not watched it. Right, but you heard it, so hopefully that it. adds context. So that to might it. that might make this uh, little soundbite more uh, make more sense. All right, let's do it. Whoa, Bill Belichick? Really? You're right. I should get a delicious footlong from Subway. That would be better. Yeah. Now you look better too. Thank so you. there it is. Good food is the good judgment food, comes good. two times over from Belichick. He's walking down the street as slovenly as possible in this cutoff hoodie. Right? I mean, he's in he's Belichick brand. Now is he doing this because Brady's out of town? Was Brady a subway guy? No, I have no idea. I just don't remember uh, Belichick being so cavalier about stuff like this. I mean, was he in? I mean, maybe somebody in the New England area can let us know if he's been in commercials. Yes, I don't think he's in many commercials. Here's the best part about this, Ron, is that there was a pic going around of Belichick on a bench eating the sandwich, and people thought that was cut out of the commercial. But it looks like that was just Belichick on a break. In the commercial, eating the subway. Has someone, because you know someone will, has someone put put him sitting there eating a sandwich next to Keanu Reeves eating a sandwich? No, but can you do that? Can you Photoshop that and then tweet it out? I don't have the skills. Oh, jeez. Come on, man. I just gave someone an idea. Maybe somebody watching on the stream can. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show. At Shander Show. At Ron Culver. Two ends. We'll hit fake news next. Uh, Yes. Give Ron credit on Twitter. At Ron Culver. But that's it. I'm telling you. That's the commercial. He, he says three words or four words total, right? 
judging That's the fast food and then judging the look and leaving the guy with the cutoff suit to go back to the office. Fake news next. So can I ask you a question? Oh. Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. Yes? You know what? Nostalgia is a pretty cool thing. Sometimes. You know what show I got into? This isn't part of fake news, but I was just thinking Cobra about Cobra Kai. Yes. How did I know? I was talking about this last night on my local show. God, I did not. I'm late to the party. I'm three episodes in now. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm, I'm tempted to now jump I've, in because I've, you're watching it. I'm le- I'll let you know, man. It's... I mean, you were you a fan of the original, the the Karate Kid? I only recognized the first Karate Kid. That's all you really need to recognize. Okay. I guess I was talking to Tony because Tony just recently got into it too, but he's like a season and a half in. I guess there's homage. He was like, I think there's a scene like you know how they, you well you don't know, but they they reference obviously the past Karate Kid movies, and he goes, I, I think they might have been referencing like two or three or four. I don't know which one. I don't care. If they're so, refer- yeah, I mean, if they're referencing, but, but I've watched the first three episodes, and I'll tell you this: it's good, it's so good. I was mm. shocked. I'm like, why didn't I get? It? I know why I didn't get. It. I didn't have YouTube TV. Ah. That's why I didn't have it. That's Is why that what it. it's on Netflix? Right yeah, now, it's on Netflix. They have okay. the first two seasons on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix thing now. Damn you! You're gonna have me watching this show again. You, you got it. You got to do it. Jump in. It's uh, they're only like they're only like a half hour long. Each episode, it's easy watch. Right, right. Just okay. fly through them. But I can't wait to get back home to watch tonight. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. No fake news there. Man, no, not at all. All right, but I do have some fake news. I got two stories that are real. One is fake. You ready to play? Yes. Story number one. This is pure nightmare fuel. There is a video gone viral or going viral. I'm not sure which proper term to use. Of a four-foot snake being removed from a woman's throat. Jeez, what? After it slithered into her mouth during a camping trip. Was she passed out in a tent and it just slithered in? Uh, apparently. I didn't know snakes would do that. Oh, my goodness. I Again, like these videos, man. I, is this something that you, just all you need to do is type in snake video and you'll see it on... You know what? That'll probably be the first one to pop up. Sure. Unbelievable. Ah. Now, we've seen stories of this, like spiders and other things, especially on a kid. This has to be a number one, right? Isn't there, like, a fact out there, like, in in the course of your lifetime, you'll have eaten, like, 300 spiders or something bizarre? Like, Like, there's an actual fact about that, that you'll have consumed 300 spiders in the course of your lifetime. Right. Without ever knowing it. Yes, exactly. But this one, yeah, this was a four-foot-long snake pulled from, pulled from her body. Believable. Story number two. A lady was showing off. She had this kept in a, a, a she had a, a McDonald's meal kept in a shoebox, right? And for, she op- for years, right? For twenty-four plus years. Yeah. And let me guess, nothing changed, right? No. Well, the fries look like the fries that have been left in your car for uh, about a month or two. A little shriveled. 
Yeah, a little, a little like you can tell that. Oh, you know what? You had some fries recently. I'm not going to eat those. The burger really had no, no, nothing, nothing bothered to it. Now, this has happened. Many people have done this before. This is not a new thing. Doesn't take away from how disgusting it is, right? But I've we've seen this. That's how I knew what this was without even knowing if it's real or fake. Yeah, because it's it's this happened. one. This one is done on a TikTok video. Oh, is that what makes it special? Is it was done on a TikTok video? Yeah, and I think the, she was probably talking to her daughter. She was. Now, is this a propaganda that, video here? That's I aimed have at, no idea. I don't okay. know. Why did you keep a meal for 20-plus years in a shoebox and label the shoebox McDonald's? That's what I'm trying to figure was out. Was the shoebox given any, like, grow lamp or the anything McDon- above it? No, it was literally just, you know, put it in a... She has the original bag that it came in. Just put the that meal into a box, shoebox, shoebox in the closet or drawer. I'm not sure where she pulled it from. You know, it's it's something else, man. Believable because I've seen it. And finally, story number three. Nintendo is releasing a new Mario Brothers game for the Nintendo Switch. But the, you know, the loud they always do like a little video vignette beforehand? Yes. And the little video vignette, this is what Mario and Luigi are going after. They have it. They have the death of Toad. Is that like Kenny in South Park? Like... I guess, but Toad, I mean, well, I mean, Toad is an historic character. Yeah. So it starts off with the death of Toad, and that's what Mario and Luigi are. That's a little somber, don't you think? Like, that's that's pretty serious. Telling me. These kids, man, they're already subjected to 2020, and now you're going to shock them even more by killing off Toad? September 1st. Man. All right. Uh, I'm going to say story story one. I, I don't have any. Big, deep reasoning behind this, but I, I'm going to say story. I wish I had some sort of logic that I can apply here. You just story. don't think you don't think a four foot snake being pulled from the gullet of a woman was is possible? No, I I feel like story two. I've seen it before, so it's believable. And story three, like how many times are going to remake the same Mario Brothers game before you actually advance the story and kill somebody off? So I'll say story one. Man, you know, you're better with John McMullen. I'm sure. Of course I'm better with yeah. John. Do me a favor. And all you guys listening, especially you on Twitch, all of you Twitchers out there, I get you could probably, just like Aton said, go to Twitter and type in Snake Woman no and way. see what pops up. I refuse. Toad, What's fake? Toad was the fake one. How dare you play off our emotions with Toad dying like that? You're listening to The Second Level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. All right, we're waiting. Judson Richards, who will pop up both on the stream and throughout the radio here. Fingers crossed. Tried to work it last night on the local show, and it, it just, it was a mess. That's what happens when you have an engineer come over and set everything up, and then you tweak something, and then all of a sudden it's a domino effect. Like, I have a really smart guy, Pat, local here in Philadelphia, has worked at many stations and was fortunate enough through Jacob Media. He's actually with Jacob Media now, who provides John McMullen and uh, a lot here with this program, and had Pat come over and set everything up stream-related, radio-related, so we can do a bunch of different things here. And like an idiot, 
I went and tweaked something because it didn't sound right. And then next thing you know, we had feedback going back to Ron. And last night, the stream wasn't accepting people that would jump on as a guest. And I thought to myself, I'm going to have to physically pay this guy to come back out and fix what I ruined. And he was here for like 25 minutes and set everything up, which was taking me hours. Hour. And I'm not an idiot. Now, I get it. I come across as one. And I'm probably closer to one than not. But I am not truly an idiot when it comes to technological stuff like this industry, only because I've been working in it for 14, 15 years. So through osmosis and sitting and watching guys like Pat and other talented engineers, now, you know, imagine that, right? You have everything just set up, cruise control, and then all it took was one small little tinkering of it, and then boom, it's out. So if we get... Jordan up here, a uh, part of me, Judson up here, if a call with Jordan coming up in an hour from now. A, if we get Judson up here on the stream, then we'll let that fly throughout the entire radio show as well as twitch.tv slash Shander Show. And the big topic that we wanted to chase him down on is what's going on in San Diego, specifically with the Padres. Huge deal by the pods at the trade deadline, looking at where they are right now, standings heading into wild card and overall, mind you, leading by three and a half heading into today's action for that top wild card and still with an outside shot to track down the Dodgers atop that division. They've been outstanding, and it's just been a different team that we've seen across the board. And the funny part about it is, you know, you, you've got a couple of teams that just aren't built for the. I, I don't know if Miami is built for this long haul in tracking them down. I don't know if the Phillies are built for this. I know the Phillies ain't built for this long haul. All right, so as promised, we go out to the progressive guest line. Technically, it, it covers everything from the stream as well as the phone line, and bring in Judson Richards at Judson1360. Morning drive at Extra1360 in San Diego. Judson, my man, how you doing, brother? Hey, Don, I have no audio. I'm sorry, I can't hear you at all. Well, okay. It's very fancy what you have going on. It, it is. It is fancy, and, and the craziness is that he can hear, we can hear him. Like, you can hear him, Ron, correct? Yeah. Now, he can't hear us. <laughs> you know, you would think that we would be able to fix this thing. I'll tell you what. Let's, let's disconnect, and we'll call Judson on the phone and try and figure out what the hell's going on. I can't hear you. I know. Sorry, I know, buddy. buddy. I know. We're going to kick you out of here and then go from there. We have to get Ron to get him on the phone there. Unbelievable. I, I just, I, I'm at a complete loss right now when it comes to whatever I messed up. And however we had this thing working, it, it was beautiful. We brought somebody on, Xavier Pope, we brought on, and it went off without a hitch. And now, as we continue to try and get this thing done, for some reason, it, it just it, it can't work. It can't happen. I am beyond upset right now, but such is life. We'll make it work. The good news is that we could hear Judson. That was the best news is that we could actually get him back. So, so we're getting there. Now I hear him on the line. All right, Judson, appreciate it. Sorry to kill about five minutes 
of this interview was something that we probably should have done two and a half hours ago. But you were on the air anyway. So I appreciate it. You know, you know it, it's probably on me. I would venture to guess because my car is on. So it's probably the Bluetooth was connected to the car, and I had the audio turned down. So although you gave me no heads up, I didn't have any time to put any right. makeup on or anything right. on. Uh, but it's good to hear your voice, buddy. What's going on? Well, likewise. And, and you know me well enough to, to know that there is no prep here, that, that there's no planning anything out. We, we just get on the air, we talk, and whatever comes from it. I will say this. Let's start with something that should be, I think, obvious to everybody outside of San Diego, as it's been obvious to you guys for a little bit now. What the hell has changed with this baseball team? How all of a sudden are we talking about the Padres as a playoff-bound baseball team? You know, Aton, there's there's a lot that goes into it, but if I were to begin with one, uh, it begins in the shortstop position. And I listen, I, I don't know how much one player can ultimately impact a major league baseball team. You've got pitching, you've got defense, you've got the bullpen, and you only get to hit once every nine times, and guess what? You don't get the ball to be promised to be in your hands or at the plate in the ninth inning. But Fernando Tatis Jr. is, is such a, a positive impact it's not just with the bat. It's not just with the glove. It has a lot to do with the hustle. It has a lot to do with the man that he is. And his willingness and joy to just want to be great each and every day. As kumbaya as that sounds, Aton, I'm a, I'm a believer in it, and I feel like we're watching it each and every day. Manny Machado has become the hottest hitter in baseball over the last two weeks. Back-to-back NL Player of the Week awards. He has been outstanding. He has actually earned $182,000 a game, which he's getting in that $30 million a year contract, which is cut short this year. There's some luck involved in gambling and a guy like Garrett Richards who's had success. But they, they, they've been on the cusp of this a little bit, and they've kind of gone all in as of now. And why not? They have not leveraged the future with what they've done. And this is a team that hopefully – We'll be giving the Dodgers a little bit of trouble in the NL West for years to come. Well, you mentioned Tatis Jr., and and we should clearly continue that conversation. I imagine that you're approaching, if you haven't already, hit Philip Rivers-type love of an athlete in that city. Uh, Yeah, maybe better because he's better. (laughs) Philip Rivers did did a lot of things. Philip. Um, is going to be probably top five in touchdowns, top five in yards passing. But it's much more like a Patrick Mahomes thing. When, when you watch Patrick Mahomes, you think to yourself, you were born, you were bred to play this game, the thing like a no-look pass, which actually ends up in someone's hands. Philip Rivers is a giant man. He's lucky to be blessed in size, but he's not He's not blessed in athleticism, right? He's he, he made up for a lot of things in determination. Fernando Tatis Jr. is blessed, is born and bred to play this game. There, there, there is nothing about baseball that does not come natural to him. That's Everything amazing. that he does, whether it's, whether it's bat speed, whether it's batting average, whether it's the way he runs the bases, it is so naturally gifted that you cannot wait to watch him play the game each and every day. All right, real quick, before we get to a major trade and, and really the one that stole the show yesterday by adding a guy in Mike Clevenger, what, what was the reaction 
both individually to that incident and also just Tatis Jr. after you know, swinging on the 3-0 count and doing what I think a lot of people outside and, and not following that team, including myself, really had no problem with. But I was just curious how that went over locally. Well, most importantly, Aton, since he swung away 3-0 and um, Jay Stingler made the comments that he did that really backfired on him, had to hold a special press conference to address it, which <laughs> is comical in itself because, again, this is how much we love Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, it felt like Tatis needed to apologize after having seven RBIs, including a grand slam, two home runs, where Jay's had to hold a special press conference and to go, hey, I like him as much as you guys do. But since that moment, they've gone 11 and 3. I mean, they, you know, they, they have won 11 of 14 games since a little bit of, of a national embarrassment, which, by the way, Tom, they were coming off of losing uh, five games straight, which right. in a 60 game season could ultimately cost you. So you have, and then you go on the, the path of Slam Diego, which is a little corny, mm. if I'm admitting it. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit, you know. People in San Diego don't say stay classy. It's kind of corny. It's, it, it's more anchorman. And, right. You know, people in California, we don't call it Cali. That's something that Aton Shander does. On the ah, gotcha. The gotcha. Um, but I'm a violator. Diego, you know that already. Yes, I, I can imagine. <laughs> I've heard. You, 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 you violated many. But um, – Slam Diego, four consecutive Grand Slams in four days. That's never been done before. Then they did five and six games. So you get the sense that there's something special in the fabric of this team. A.J. Prowler, the general manager, was smart enough to say, you know what, if there was ever a time to be aggressive, which I don't think he leveraged the future, but if there was ever a time to be aggressive, including the move to go and get Mike Clevenger, now ultimately is the time. The baseball gods are saying, hey, this dugout, this clubhouse has found something. Let's see how good they can be. So now with expectations matching the arrival of a guy in Clevenger's ability, are, what's the conversation like? Because I imagine that it took a lot of people, maybe not the, the most savvy who have been paying attention to this team and maybe getting some insight as far as wh- what they could be doing, but that move alone had to take some people by surprise. And then you add the expectations once you make that deal. You mentioned catching L.A. That's probably bare minimum right now. Well, I, I don't know. You, you, you tell me because, again, I, I'm close to it. I, I'm actually looking right at uh, what's Jack Murphy Stadium, formerly Qualcomm Stadium, where the Chargers played and, and where the Padres played in the 1984-1998 World Series. Although I'll say this, this is an organization, they're in their 52nd year. The previous 51 years, Aton, they have only made the playoffs five times. They have never won a World Series. They have never thrown a no-hitter. They have not been in the playoffs since 2006. And I think that team went 82-80 and 80 <laughs> to take advantage of a very, very down National League West. So... I don't know how high expectations can be if you really know the history of the organization. They have the worst winning percentage in all of Major League Baseball historically. So if all of a sudden you want to talk about they have to win a World Series, I would say let's crawl before we walk and let's, let's try to win a playoff series 
because, again, 8 of 15 get in. So even getting in the World Series, uh, even getting into the playoffs this year with the expanded playoffs isn't necessarily that commendable. It's like just don't be one of the seven worst teams in your division, in your conference and just be one of the eight best, which shouldn't be that hard. So where I sit as of now, as, as much as the country may be talking about the Padres, let's win a playoff series which they did not do in 2006 against the St. Louis Cardinals. And let's start to garner more playoff experience for somewhat of a young team. Amazing, man. Final minute. Judson, appreciate it, brother. And sorry about the technical issues ahead of time. So we've got a minute. And just to ask you moving forward, regardless of what happens this year, how sustainable is this for the Padres moving forward? It's actually incredibly sustainable. It's one of the things where – Padre fans, even as impressive as, as it's been to fill holes, their catching was woeful. They virtually flipped batteries. I've never seen this before. Right. Francisco Mejia and Austin Hedges are gone. They bring in Austin Nola, Jason Castro. These guys, they're like shaking hands with pitchers for the first time. But they plugged holes immediately that needed to be addressed, yet they did not leverage the future. They did not have to give up Mackenzie Gore, the left-hander, that's supposed to be a great starting pitcher for years to come. If anything, they may be better in 2021 and 2022 than they are in 2020. That's how impressive it is of of what A.J. Preller and and this organization have been able to do to fill roster spots, fill holes that need to be done. And also, they've got Mike Clevenger for the next two years after this year. Crazy. Who knows? Who knows how good and how competitive they could be for years to come. I'm happy knock on wood. Uh, yes, knock on wood, knock on stone, metal, whatever yeah. you have. I'm happy for you, Judson. Yeah. On top of the beautiful weather and healthy lifestyle that everybody's living out there in San Diego, now you have a baseball team to watch as well. My man, my brother, I appreciate you as always at Judson1360. Unfortunately, I'm up against it, but we'll chat soon as this story isn't going away. Thank you, man. Be well, be safe. Hey, Tom, all the best, buddy. Thanks for the chat. You got it. We'll wrap the hour next. Scratching beneath the surface. It's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, we're back on a Wednesday. So we'll chat with Ryan Balangi as the FedEx push continues. You got a one for the road? Because there's only one thing to talk about. Not the snake woman. No, 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 no. But check out that video. I refuse. Tonight, 8 Eastern. The NFL draft. The real NFL draft. The, the, the sports map NFL draft. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So yes, don't be sir. late. No, 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 no. Not at all. I will be there. No excuses for you whatsoever. I'll be there. You better be there. I got my one pick, and then I hope to uh, make it home before my next pick. Because then I got to focus, because I got two back-to-back. You have two drafts tonight? No. So, can I ask you a question? Fake news with Ron. With all the fake news out there. Don't believe those lies. It's on Shander to give it to you straight. Three stories, but only one is fake. It's true. I know it's a weird thought, but it's true. Can Shander spot the fraud? Here's Ron Culver. Ooh. 
Yes? You know what? Nostalgia is a pretty cool thing sometimes. You know what show I got into? This isn't part of fake news, but I was just thinking Cobra about Cobra Kai. Yes. How did I know? I was talking about this last night on my local show. God, I did not. I'm late to the party. I'm three episodes in now. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm, I'm tempted to now jump have, in because I've, you're watching it. I'm le- I'll let you know, man. It's... I mean, you were you a fan of the original, the the Karate Kid? I only recognized the first Karate Kid. That's all you really need to recognize. Okay. I guess I was talking to Tony because Tony just recently got into it too, but he's like a season and a half in. I guess there's homage. He was like, I think there is a scene like you know how they, you well you don't know, but they they reference obviously the past Karate Kid movies, and he goes, I, I think they might have been referencing like two or three or four. I don't know which one. I don't care. If they're so, refer- yeah, I mean, if they're referencing, but, but I've watched the first three episodes, and I'll tell you this: it's good, it's so good. I was mm. shocked. I'm like, why didn't I get? It? I know why I didn't. Get it. I didn't have YouTube TV. Ah. That's why I didn't have it. That's Is that what it. it's on Netflix? Right yeah, now, it's on Netflix. They have okay. the first two seasons on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix thing now. Damn you! You're gonna have me watching this show again. You, you got it. You got to do it. Jump in. It's uh, they're only like they're only like a half hour long. Each episode, it's easy watch. Right, right. Just okay. fly through them. But I can't wait to get back home to watch tonight. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. No fake news there. Man, no, not at all. All right, but I do have some fake news. I got two stories that are real. One is fake. You ready to play? Yes. Story number one. This is pure nightmare fuel. There is a video gone viral or going viral. I'm not sure which proper term to use. Of a four-foot snake being removed from a woman's throat. Jeez, what? After it slithered into her mouth during a camping trip. Was she passed out in a tent and it just slithered in? Uh, Apparently. I didn't know snakes would do that. Oh, my goodness. I Again, like these videos, man, I... Is this something that you just all you need to do is type in snake video and you'll see it on... You know what? That'll probably be the first one to pop up, sure. Unbelievable. Uh, now, we've seen stories of this, like spiders and other things, yeah. especially on... A kid. Oh, well, this has like, to be a number one, right? Isn't there like a fact out there, like in, in the course of your lifetime, you'll have eaten like 300 spiders or something bizarre? Like there's, like, there's an actual fact... About that, that you'll have consumed 300 spiders in the course of your lifetime. Right. Without and, uh, ever knowing it. Yes, exactly. But this one, yeah, this was a four-foot-long snake pulled from, pulled from her body. Believable. Story number two. A lady she was showing off. She had this kept in a, a, a she had a, a McDonald's meal kept in a shoebox, right? And for, she op- For years, right? For 24-plus years. Yeah. And let me guess, nothing changed, right? No, well, the fries look like the fries that have been left in your car for uh, about a month or two. A little shriveled. Yeah, a little, a little like you can tell that, oh, you know what? You had some fries recently. I'm not going to eat those. The burger really had no, no, nothing. nothing bothered to it. Now, this has happened. Many people have done this before. This is not a new thing. It doesn't take away from how disgusting it is. Right. But I've we've seen this that's how I knew what this was without even knowing if it's real or fake yeah. because it's it's This happened. one this one is done on a TikTok video. Oh, is that what makes it special is it was done on a TikTok video. Yeah, and I think the, she was probably talking to her daughter. She was 
Now, is this a propaganda that, video here? That's I aimed have at, no idea. I don't know. Okay. Why did you keep a meal for 20-plus years in a shoebox and label the shoebox McDonald's? That's what I'm trying to figure was out. Was the shoebox given any, like, grow lamp or the anything McDon- above it? No, it was literally just, you know, put it in a... She has the original bag that it came in. Just put the that meal into a box, shoebox, shoebox in the closet or drawer. I'm not sure where she pulled it from. You know, it's it's something else, man. Believable because I've seen it. And finally, story number three. Nintendo is releasing a new Mario Brothers game for the Nintendo Switch. But the, you know, the loud they always do like a little video vignette beforehand? Yes. And the little video vignette, this is what Mario and Luigi are going after. They have it. They have the death of Toad. Is that like Kenny in South Park? Like... I guess, death. but Toad, I mean, well, I mean, Toad is an historic really character. Yeah. So it starts off with the death of Toad, and that's what Mario and Luigi are. That's a little guess, somber, don't you think? Like, that's that's pretty serious. Tell me. These kids, man, they're already subjected to 2020, and now you're going to shock them even more by killing off Toad? September 1st. Man. All right. Uh, I'm going to say story, story one. I, I don't have any big deep reasoning behind this but i'm gonna say story i wish i had some sort of logic that i can apply here you just don't think you don't think a four foot snake being pulled from the gullet of a woman was is possible no i i feel like story two i've seen it before so it's believable and story three like how many times are you gonna remake the same mario brothers game before you actually advance the story and kill somebody off so i'll say story one Man, you know, you're better with John McMullen. I'm sure. Of course I'm better with yeah. John. Do me a favor. And all you guys listening, especially you on Twitch, all of you Twitchers out there, I get you could probably, just like Aton said, go to Twitter and type in Snake Woman no and way. see what pops up. I refuse. Toad, What's fake? Toad was the fake one. How dare you play off our emotions with Toad dying like that?